This is Real Talk for Real Men, episode number 61. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Talk for Real Men. I'm Guy Mullen. And I'm Chris Field. Great to be with you again. And Chris, we've got a really... Uh, what do we call this one? We have a shocker. We have a shocker. I was waiting for, I was looking for the word and I couldn't think of it. We have a, we have a, a very special guest on the show who has got a real shocker of a story. And uh, so welcome to the show, Frank. Thank you very much. Well, let me introduce Frank to everybody before we let him say too much about that. Frank Clissold and his wife Ruth live in Queensland. And I met them earlier this year, having heard that this guy had been struck by lightning mm-hmm. and lived... Uh, not without some pretty nasty effects from that. Mm. And then after two years of struggling, had had a miracle and was walking and talking and living normally. So I just had to meet this guy. Mm. Uh, no, you're the guy, but I had to meet Frank. Yeah. And then I had to, I said to him at the time, if ever you get down near Melbourne, we've got to do your story. So it's just a privilege, Frank, to have you here. I'm Thank glad you, you can make it with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the question everyone's going to ask is, if you're 80 years old now, so you would have years, been yep. 78 when you were struck by lightning. That's correct. Yeah. So how oh, 78, well, yeah, 77, actually. Okay. Before, before, we get, before we get to there, people yep. that, oh, struck by lightning and you lived, and how, how does that happen? Uh, how, rare, how rare must that be? But in actual fact, according to the National Geographic, the chances of being struck by lightning are in the US are about 1 in 700,000, and across your whole lifetime, about 1 in 3,000. So it's probably not actually as rare as what you would think. But a lot of those people wouldn't survive, would they? No, what's, no. What's the there's survival rate? A, well, the survival rate's probably actually higher than what you think. It says about 10% of light, lightning stroke victims are killed and 70% suffer serious long-term effects. So Frank is one of those who had some serious long-term effects, but now he does not. And so he's one of the 20% that doesn't. Wow. When I was in Zimbabwe many years ago, I talked with a doctor there who said one of the natives he was treating in the hospital had been struck by lightning. He'd survived. I think he was alive five days after the lightning strike. And I said, oh, well, good. Then he's going to, he said, no, he's going to die anyway. He said the, the, the internal mm. impact of what mm. he suffered we're keeping him alive, but he is going to die. So, yeah, there are people right around the world who die from, from lightning strikes. So, Frank, when, my, when I t- was telling my kids at lunchtime, I was, I, was, I was telling them somebody is coming to do a podcast with us who got struck by lightning. And my nine-year-old, in the, the sweet, simple way that, that children thinking think, she said, what did that feel like? So perhaps we could address that question first. What did it feel like? It doesn't feel like anything at all, it's except that... Um, the, uh, you don't hear the noise. There's no noise. The, the lightning hit the house and um, it just shook the house, my wife says. Um, as for me, I was standing on a metal chair um, uh, with no shoes on and I was uh, fixing up the rain catches that come through the roof. Being on tank roofs, uh, having tanks, uh, we uh, catch the water, but for some reason they got leaves in the catcher and I was cleaning them out and just replacing it with uh, two spouts of water coming over me. Uh, when everything turned blue. 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 That's blue. not really the colour you normally no, associate no, with okay. lightning. We normally think about yellow or white. So before you get to colour, let's come back again. You, you Up where you were in Queensland, you didn't have town supply. You were relying on your tanks. Yes. And a good storm was coming, plenty of good water. But you had to clean the filter to make sure the water was going to get into your tanks. So yes. you, Muggins, stand on a metal chair, barefoot, and you've got this water pouring all over you, trying to beat the storm. 
No, we needed to catch the water, and so um, the um, and not knowing anything except that the noise, not hearing the noise, my wife heard it. I was um, uh, standing up, and as if it was um, like a blue gel, which was smouldering around me like smoke, it probably was instantaneously. Um, but it just seemed quite a while. When my wife came out to see whether any, if what had happened or whether I was all right, all I could say was, in a funny sort of a way, blue gel, blue gel, blue gel. Now, when you say blue gel, you were actually seeing something blue sort of all around your hands and your face or something? It was like? smouldering all over me, still like sticking to me, trying to push it away. Now, our viewers won't be able to see this, but you've been able to secure a photograph that was taken somewhere else uh, just because of a security camera being in a park and it shows lightning hitting a tree and on the ground there's actually that really deep, I don't know, beautiful deep blue colour. Mm, Is that the colour that you could see? That's exactly. I couldn't believe it really happened and this came up probably uh, three months afterwards and I saw that and I, when I saw it I knew that I that was exactly what was consuming me. So we need to put that picture up if yeah, we can. Yeah, it'll be that. on the show notes so you can, you can check that out there as well as there's, yeah. there's the some doctor, stuff there with yeah. the newspaper articles that um, right. the doctor in the, when, when I was in hospital the doctor took my wife and showed her um, lightning hitting the water and he called it a flashback or a flash or something and um, whereas Ruth could see that it was like blue uh, coming down and hitting the water. Mm. So there you were, trying to, trying to beat the storm. The storm beat you. But with the flash hitting you, because the lightning comes before the thunder, you didn't actually hear the thunder. You didn't, all you saw was this blue all over you. Ruth would have come running on out thinking that, hoping you were still alive, wondering what had happened. You got yourself inside and you said you, were, you couldn't even really breathe. When I was coming inside, I realised I wasn't breathing. And for some reason, I collapsed over the bench and then realised the breath came back to me again. And you asked for something unusual. I said, I want a drink of milk. It's interesting that you had you would have had a glass of cold milk out of the fridge or something. I think that's what Ruth gave me. <laughs> you don't remember, do you? <laughs> because I was thinking of the guy in Zimbabwe saying that the, the native that had been hit, he said it was like the fire was still burning inside him. Mm. And yet maybe for some reason that milk might have been helpful. I went and had a shower as well. That's what I wanted. But my body was uh, brilliant red, even to the point where the ambulance wanted to know why I had been uh, out in the sun all day. And uh, but it wasn't that. It was from the lightning that had burnt my whole body. And what did you? What did your wife say when she saw you? Do you remember? Ruth was Ruth. Just Chris, you might understand. No, you know, Chris, Ruth could not understand it. She just was dumbfounded because the storm was raging and we couldn't ring out at that point of time immediately for the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Um, but did Ruth explain to you anything? Well, I think what Ruth was, was explained to me when I had a conversation with her was that it was just this shock that something really terrible had happened and you weren't really with it. You know, uh-huh. you, you, you were able to move around and you thought you were being sensible, but, but you weren't really completely no, with it. no. So this thing, and of course, you later found out there was brain scarring as well on the, on, on the side of your, your brain. So all of this happened in that instant. Yes. Could you, I know you had problem walking and problem talking later on. Did those effects happen straight away? Yes, more or less. Yes, more or less straight away. Um, I could get some words out, but my, my speech got a lot worse um, as time went by. And... Um, I think that was a lot was caused by 
having a metal plate in my mouth and it burnt all the top of my mouth and my sinuses and uh, caused a lump to grow on the side of my ch- uh, between my nose and cheek. So you had a big lump on, on your, your right cheek from, from that metal From the lightning, plate. yes, yeah. yes. So then you got to the point then where this has all happened, they rush you off to the hospital. Uh, did they realise, and obviously then, that it was a lightning strike issue? I think so, yes. Yeah. I'm not sure because I was semi-conscious mm. by this time. And then you went through the, the, their processing and you sort of got yourself sorted out. You finally got yourself home and you were not the same man you used to be. Nope. No, I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk properly. Um, I couldn't um, uh, even do a text on a, on a phone or on the computer. Um, I went into... Um, like as, as if a cloud came over me, a black cloud came over me for 10 days. I loved my quiet time um, and that I used to have with the Lord being retired. I had time to uh, have quiet time, but uh, that didn't work. So I decided I would write my prayers. So I would write, Dear Lord, and uh, write what I wanted to say to the Lord, hoping that the Lord understood what I wrote. Mm, so you were really struggling mentally, physically, and even spiritually. You felt like everything had actually changed. Yeah. And there's a peculiar thing about your little pet bird. I had a little um, conya bird, which I'd raised, uh, hand raised, how, right up. How big is a conya? What a is conya, a conya, a bit bigger than a budgie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a bit bigger than a budgie. A little house-trained, pretty little bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, um, everywhere I went, he went on my shoulder. And uh, under my shirt, if he uh, went into a shopping centre. <laughs> but um, no, um, he went everywhere with me, but... He would not have anything to do with me after the lightning. And wow. even to this day, um, he won't come anywhere near me. So something, wow. something, it was he could something pick s- up a real chance. He sent yeah. something, yep. Mm. yep. So what technically happens with lightning is what I understand it is when there's a buildup of negatively charged particles and when the storm, at the bottom of a the storm, they get really, really uh, big volume of negatively charged particles and then they're attracted to positively charged yeah. ones on the ground and then the channel forms and when that channel is complete then the lightning strikes so you know it's it's, it's just I, I, it just boggles the mind as to why was it that it uh, that it struck that it struck you i mean I've, I've heard and seen pictures of of people that have been out fishing in the middle of the a lake or something and obviously there's there's nothing other than the fishing boat and someone's got a carbon fiber fishing rod and it gets struck by a lightning and it turns into candy floss. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, but, you, but for you standing there for the lightning, just to strike you there rather than to strike a tree or to strike another part of the house mm. or, or something, how did you, you, how did you feel about the fact that the lightning, which, you know, we'd consider to be an act of God, if you like, Yes. how did you feel about the fact that you were struck by lightning. Why did this happen to you? Why did? How did you feel about that? I didn't feel angry with God. That was for a certainty. Mm-hmm. I was more thanking the Lord that um, I had uh, survived it right. um, because of the condition of my body uh, at that time and that um, I had survived it. That was, you you that didn't was, wonder whether you had some hidden secret sin or some reason why God was striking you with lightning? Because that's the often what we we'll say to people, oh, God will strike you with lightning if you don't do something about that. Yeah. It would have been easy to blame the devil for it. I don't know, but I just, God has a purpose for everything. Mm. And, um, the, and I just believed what had happened. Um, God had um, uh, allowed it to happen, should I say, mm-hmm. irrespective of who would have made it happen or why it happened. 
But yeah. Um, yeah. The, the other thing that I noticed that um, people would probably maybe be interested to find out is the the physical impacts of that. I mean, you, um, your daughter wanted to find out about what did it feel like, but you ended up affect. You've got brain scarring. You had difficulty speech, difficulty walking. The metal plate in your face obviously must have heated up with the electric current mm-hmm. going through it, and that's burned around your sinuses and everything else. But you and you said your skin went all red. And then you talked to, to me about black blisters of some sort coming up on your skin. All over the back of my body. It turned out into like little black, um, uh, yeah, they were like little crumbs uh, that they came out on my back, like uh, blood uh, black. And uh, they stayed there for a few days and then gradually they would fall off. Um, but all of my back was covered with uh, black little like blood uh, uh, cells. And then my whole body turned yellow. Your body, the skin turned yellow yeah. in colour. Yeah. yeah, that was after the they sort of healed up a little bit. But now I, I talked with your wife in the last couple of days, and she said that it was really difficult for her because not only did it tra- transform, impact your world, it completely clipped hers. And she talked about driving you down the street, getting out of the car, and starting to walk, and then realizing that there was no way you could keep up with her, and she had to go back and slow down and walk with her. And, she was struggling, feeling really, really bad for you. I mean, you, you can talk the handle off a teapot and uh, here you could hardly talk at all and you had a lot of energy. You've been a businessman, you've, you've made furniture, you've built houses, you've, you you went over to England and, and renovated a barn and turned it into a house. I mean, you've done some amazing things in your life and now here you were shuffling along the footpath. Uh, yep. did, did you really struggle with that? Did you wish you were dead? Did you... I never wished I was dead because I love life too much. Right. And um, even no matter what quality I had, I'd believe I would still love my life. And I would thank God for I was still able to be and ask people, did they have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? So let me get this into perspective because we want to find out about your healing. But you'd actually been away from your faith for a long time. Only 25 years. Only 25 years. Some of the people listening here aren't even that old, you know. So you, you had been active in your faith. You were raised in church. Yes. What made you sort of go cold on your faith? I was an arrogant person. I was an arrogant religious person. And uh, if people didn't think the way I thought, um, then I didn't think they were right. And then I realized that I, I was arrogant and that um, uh, maybe the, ver- the word opinions are binding. And that came up, and I realised my opinions opinions were binding me. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, okay. So after twenty five years, you actually felt impressed to go back to church. No, I didn't feel impressed to go back to church. Well, well what was it? Like? Someone asked me to go back to church. Okay, and you went. <laughs> and I went for Easter Friday. Okay. And then my wife said to me, "Let's go back on Sunday for the rest of the story." Mm-hmm. And the people in the church were very friendly and loving and caring and uh, we continued to go a little country church and um and this rekindled the faith you'd always had in the past that brought back my relationship with jesus christ in a very very close uh, relationship but then for some reason you went really dark on the church you got all stirred up about the churches i mean maybe you're just one of those guys who gets passionate about everything you do i don't know in the church um i realized that it was very much social and that, that was very nice, having social people. But then I was more, I was very interested in people uh, accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour and having that beautiful relationship, which I call now the greatest healing that you can ever have. 
uh, having your sins forgiven for the past, your sins forgiven for the future, and your sins forgiven for the present, and that you are now a child of God, blessed of him. Mm, so you then started trying to tell the church how to improve itself. I did. You still had opinions, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I still was opinionated, yes. <laughs> and, and how did they go, that go down? Not very good. Not very good. No. Even to the point, really, they don't understand my healing. And um, when we come to the healing, you'll, you'll understand what I mean. So let's get this chronologically. You've been away from the Lord for 25 years. You came back to faith, got a lot of zeal, but didn't think the church was where it should be. And after about a year, you get clobbered with lightning. That's true, yeah. And then for two years, you're just shuffling around. Your life is basically wrapped up in a plastic bag, ready to be disposed of. But in that period of time, you continue seeking God. Yep. Yes, I did very much because I realized that there was such a beautiful relationship, just knowing God, not how you felt or how you were, but to know that God was in control of everything that there was. So even though you could have been angry with God, you could have been really upset about your all your potential being cut, shut down and cut off, you still just kept looking for more of God. I was thanking God that I was still alive and, and I could still move somewhat. Mm-hmm. I could still see the flowers. I could still see the wind move the branches. And yes. Now, in the process of that, this is leading up now to, to help understand how you got this healing. You would read your Bible every day and the program on your, your iPad would just offer you a, a verse for the day. Yeah. I, I used uh, Tecata and my thing. And then um, when it opened it up, it was a free uh, Bible uh, thing, King James. And I would um, uh, just open it up and then the verse for the day would come up and I would read it. And um, that, um, that was you know, all I normally accepted. So after two years of shuffling around, a particular verse comes up and impacts you. Only on the day that I was to go to the physio. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I read, read the verse And the verse said, I shall restore thy health and heal thy injuries. Thus saith the Lord. Jeremiah 30, 17. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. 17. I will restore thy health. Restore your health. And heal thy injuries. And heal your injuries. Thus thus saith saith the Lord. Lord. And you had a bunch of injuries. Yeah, but then when I read that, I said, wow, Lord. You know, is this for me? And then I thought, when I go to the physio, maybe she's going to be able to put a finger on the problem. Do I tell you what the the physio said? Frank, after all the messing around, Frank, your problem is mental. Mm -hmm. She didn't mean you'd gone mad. She she was talking about the brain scarring, wasn't it? I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So because of the brain scarring, she wanted you to basically reprogram the other side of your brain to take over those tasks. Yes, probably two years of more work. Of therapy, wow. Yes. Yeah. But this verse was still somehow taking a hold of you. Well, she wanted to make an appointment for the next week. That was too quick for me, but I had other ideas, so I said, make it two weeks. And then um, the next morning, it came to me, that verse, and I thought, well, Lord, I'm going to go out and try and walk. And so being a suburbia, I walked three houses down, nearly falling over. Okay, so you, this, is, this is the stubborn Frank that you've talked about before, this opinionated guy. You thought, if this verse is true, I want to see and make it work. Why not? But you'd never done that sort of thing before, had you? No. Okay. So you, so you just thought, right, if this verse is for me, I can go for a walk, 
And, yep. and I'm going to be you, able to You were expecting to be healed. Healed, yes. Why not? So you went off on this walk expecting to be healed. Yes. And, and, and okay. it didn't happen while you were shuffling along. No, not until I told the Lord something. So you shuffled along about the length of three houses. Yes. And then what did you... What'd well, you then do? I stopped and I said, Lord, this is absolutely stupid. <laughs> Most people would probably agree with that. <laughs> and so I shuffled around to turn around. But then all of a sudden... The leg that wouldn't move far from beside me just shot forward. Then the other leg followed, and I couldn't kept on following and kept on going. Until so just almost instantaneously. You absolutely. Absolutely. Instantaneously. Wow. Yep. And um, went into the house, and um, you fellas will understand that, you know, the wife says, where you been? And I, I said, out, and I started talking, talking to her. And she in an open tile house, and she said, uh, um, you're talking. I said, yeah, but look at this, I'm walking. Mm. Hey? Glory to God. I was I was healed, absolutely healed. And so all of that happened just instantaneously? Instantaneous. Mind you, the critics came then, and uh, when I would share um, what had happened, they would say, look, mind over matter, you could have done it anyway at any time. But then because I had this lump on my face, which had gone. So when did the lump go? I don't even know. It, it was gone after the light, after the so, healing. So it was there when you went out it was for the there walk when and I, it was gone when you got back? It was, it was, well, I didn't really take much notice. Mm. But then probably uh, later in the morning, you know, I sort of, you know, feeling this thing, and I thought, my lump's gone, you know. And my nose felt different. Everything felt different up there. Mm. And uh, so the nasal, you know, the sinuses were all back in order again. And, and then I could say to the friends I knew and the people who knew me, um, but look, you might say the healing, you know, was psychologically healed. But tell me about this big lump that I had upon my face. Where is it gone? Yeah. And they couldn't answer it. So mm. did you go to a doctor, or did you go back to that I physio appointment the or anything? And the doctor can't couldn't understand that I was actually that that happened. He knew that there was a change because now I'm talking to him, and he's dreading me coming to him again. And <laughs> if you, you know, because I'd always yak to the doctor. Yeah. And uh, and then. Um, the, um, and so uh, he, he had, had to accept that uh, he had a, a Catholic background. and, um, and uh, But when it came to the, the healing side, he just couldn't understand that. And well, there wouldn't be any medical explanation for that at all. There was no medical other than you can have, a, you can have brain damage by having a, a, a stroke in your sleep. And uh, that scarring could have happened. But he said to me, look, because there was so many other things involved... It was definitely caused by the lightning, the uh, the brain damage, yes. Now, this story, and Guy doesn't know this, we're going to surprise him with this one, okay. the This verse that you took a hold of, I'm really excited about the fact that because we promote people, read the Bible and believe what it says. That's what we would be telling people to do, read your Bible. And you read a verse and you believed it, but you had an opportunity to test that verse out again. So maybe you should tell people about that. Okay, then. Um... Six six months later on, um, and this is I'm only going back a very short time when I'm talking so only about, about six this. or eight weeks ago. Yeah, six to eight weeks mm -hmm. ago, um, eighty year olds aren't supposed to be under cars doing the center uh, doing up a center tail shaft bearing, and which has to be extremely tight. Now, some people won't know what that's about, Guy. Do you want to explain what that would mean? You, you're lying on your back under a car with central center tail shaft. Oh, I'm not there. a mechanic, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. You might okay. explain it. Now, it's the bearing that holds the tail shaft up yep. and for, for driving the vehicle along the road. and um, But it has to be tight. And so uh, doing so, uh, I evidently put too much stress on my um, arm and there was an awful crack. 
and my arm uh, went limp. This is your right arm, is it? Your my, my left arm. My left arm. Being a left-hander, oh, okay. okay. Yep. And um, uh, and the pain was excruciating. So inside, my wife said, "Off to the doctor, off to the doctor, off to the um, X-ray, um, off to the um, radiologist." And uh, finally, no, no, not MRI, oh, okay. yeah, where they do an ultrasound okay. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, um, when I heard a, so- a gasp from the um, uh, radiologist, I said, what's that? She said, I'm not supposed to tell you anything. But she said, look at this. And she showed me where um, the, uh, the tissue tendon, was yeah. uh, joined, the the. the uh, the tendon was it? Tendon. Mm-hmm. The tendon was joined to the bone in the elbow, going down to the uh, fingers and the wrist, uh, but it had uh, ripped in uh, the top part of it off, and there was a gaping uh, mouth type of thing in there. And I said, Is that bad? She said, You've got to go and talk to your doctor. She said, You're in real problems. Anyway, I went to the doctor. Now, in this instance, just for the sake of the story, we should tell that your doctor wasn't there when you went there. No, I had to go to another doctor. Some fill-in or some other Yeah, he was on holidays, yes. So when I got to the doctor, he looked at it and he gave an O. And um, anyway, me being the person which is always very active, I said, oh, look, you better put it in plaster uh, because I'll only use it. And he said, you won't use it. And he said, we can't put it in plaster because of swelling. So now I'm put it into a special sling uh, that I'm going to have to leave there for at least six months to two years uh, before it healed. Um, okay. Um, next morning, I had my quiet time, and um, I was just praying about things, and the thought came to me, Lord, that verse that I read, Thou shall restore thy health and heal thy injuries, injuries was plural. Uh, now, does that account for this one? And I paused thought, you know, am I going, stepping out of line with God, you know, on this? And I thought, no, I'm not stepping out of line. I said, Lord, I believe that um, plural, and that accounts for this arm. And um, the pain just uh, went down my arm, out of my fingers, and there was no pain. I took my arm out of the sling, started moving around, and I found I could put it up and scratch my head again behind my back. And that was nearly an impossibility. If uh, if So I'm going to test out this arm. Can you grab my left arm? Yeah. Okay, so give me give me some push push on it. Push on your arm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some We've strength there. We've got ourselves a tug going. There's some so. strength there. I can just attest to that. There's certainly strength there. I'm a very strong person. Yeah. The doctor finally. Well, we'll, we'll go through well, with that. So on. yeah, this is this is really exciting part of the story because then you've got this healing. Now your wife said to you, "What are you moving your arm for?" She wasn't. Ruth wasn't very impressed. No, Ruth wasn't impressed. She's not too impressed sometimes when it comes <laughs> to me doing what I'm told to do. Um, no, I'm now uh, walking around, swinging my arm, doing this and doing that. And what are you doing? I said, it's all right, it's, it's healed. What do you mean healed? I said, oh, in a quiet time, I just asked the Lord, you know, did that apply? And uh, the pain just went. He said, you sure that it's all right to be using? I said, yep, it's healed. And amen, glory to God, it was healed. But then the week later, you go to see your regular doctor who's back from being away. And this is just for your, what, your annual oh, health checkup? Oh, old age health check sort of thing. You're not you know. an old man, are you? I'm only, well, I'm still 80 young. <laughs> and so in that test, you were telling me that he did the sort of thing that Guy was doing to you. Yeah, he told me to squeeze his fingers. I said, uh, I don't want to hurt them. He said, you can't hurt them. Yeah, well, I did that. And he wriggled his finger around afterwards to try to get them moving again. Mm-hmm. And then he said, put your arms up and pull. I said, yeah, you'll pull me off the bed. 
He said, oh, you said, I'll see about that. So you were meant to lock your arms. My arms up, And he yeah. was going to see if he could pull them open. He, yes, he was going to try and pull them so open. So he's pulling on your arms. And he pulled me off the bed. Okay. So, hmm, he said, okay. Oh, I said, by the way, did you see the report from last week while you were away? No, what was that? So he sits on his chair and uh, looks at his computer, spins around, and he says, oh, my goodness, Frank. He said, I shouldn't have touched your arm. Mm. And uh, he, I, said, I said, what do you mean? He said... That arm, he said, you shouldn't be even using it. I said, Doc, I said, it's healed. Oh, no, he said. Oh, no, because he knew about my lightning. You know, the other he was part the same doctor for the lightning Same doctor, stuff, yeah. yeah. And he stood in front of me and he shook his head and he said, Frank, he said, you have a connection with somebody up there that I can't even imagine what it's like. Mm. So, and um, he was a Catholic, you know, fellow, but he could not imagine the power of God in healing. Mind you, I couldn't understand it neither, but I'm experienced. That, but this know, is all completely new to you. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a hands up if you want coffee person. Uh, hands down if you want coffee person. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not, in, I'm not blessed by the Holy Spirit or, you know, in speaking in tongues. Uh, that hasn't come. I'm open to it. If, you know, it and you would never have had someone put their hands on you to pray for you or done the same to someone else? When I had prostate cancer, somebody wanted to do that, and I told them if um, I, I didn't need somebody to pray for me when I could pray for myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I got healed by my prostate. Now, here, well, that's another story we'll probably look at it sometime, but I'm just really excited because we, we're going to run out of time here that the simple example that you are, as I see it, is that as a very ordinary person who just simply read the Bible every day with a whole bunch of reasons to feel miserable about life, you kept pressing into God. And when you saw something in the Bible that really seemed to speak to you, you didn't run away from it. You 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 had a go at it, as it yes. were. You had a go at trying to make it work. And to your surprise and to your delight, it actually did work. Yep. Which means, in my way of thinking... That's a pretty good example for any of our listeners who are in the middle of any kind of situation. What that says to all the different people listening to this, and they could be in all kinds of situations where, like you were two years, basically looking like that was the sentence for the rest of your life. There could be people listening who've been through all kinds of things. We've talked about divorce. We've talked about loss of job. We've talked about depression and all sorts of things that people can get stuck in in this series of podcasts over time. And they could feel like there is no way out. But when God's word speaks, if it speaks to your heart, then it could actually be God opening up an enormous door to a completely new future for them. Well, the thing is, when you look at the example of Job, when you sort of look at the middle of the picture, imagine that you're in the now. You're the Job. You're Job. You're in the now, and you know he wanted to. He wanted to die. He regretted the day that he was born. He was, um, you know, he was miserable. He had everybody having a go at him because they're saying, look, there must be something that you've done to bring this misery upon yourself. And uh, Job, Job knew that that wasn't true. But when you're right there in that moment, you can't see the full picture. You've just got to have faith that there's like what you say, that, that God has a purpose in it and yes. that ultimately God is good and that the end of the story will be a good ending. If you knew yes. everything God knew, yeah. then then you'd be you'd be okay with it, and you had that you had that that sort of faith. But when you're right there in it, and you didn't get healed right away, it was like two. It was two, two years. Two right? years. It was two years. Of the day. Mm. Right. So there was a time during that when you weren't you you know you you didn't know what the end was going to be. It's not until you get to the end and you look back and say, well, look look at what God has done. Yes. And reality is, for all of us, we don't know necessarily when that when that point of change has got to come in. But we've got to have faith that ultimately God's ways are good and 
that at the end of the story, we're going to look back and say, well, that was right. That was yes. good what, what God did. So I guess the question I have is, is why do you think that, that God answered that prayer that he, that he healed you when he, when he did? I can't really answer that mm. other than um, my cousin suggested, a, a doctor, um, that I went to see and have an MRI. Um, he was concerned that I was deteriorating. And, um, and so I went to have the MRI mm. um, and not expecting to you know, see anything. But um, when I realised I did have that problem... That was the brain, the scarring on your brain. Yeah, the brain scarring, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, And I I, I was willing to follow it through with that. Mm. But somewhere implanted in me was the fact is the physio had had uh, the answer for me. Um, When the physio had that answer for me, um, I knew that there was no probably other, other thing other than to work on myself for two years. And um, I'm an impatient person. And I thought, oh, two years for that. You know, but um, I but just the verse stood there. Mm. And for no, I don't know what reason the Lord gave me that verse at that day, at mm. that time. Mm. Uh, but he was uh, merciful to me. And uh, he, uh, he was uh, going to heal me. He saw that. And uh, through it, um, I've been so blessed. And I'm realizing um, if people are willing to listen to what the Lord read, read the word. Um, and by reading the word, uh, God will speak to you. If you're hurting, and there's just so many people hurting out there, and um, if you're willing to open your heart to the Lord and read his word um, and then just wait for God to speak to you. Reading the Bible can be just mundane at many parts, but a little verse will come up Mm. and then you'll say, that's got a secret in it. There's a little mystery in that. And then work on that little mystery that comes up and God will speak to you. God speaks through his word beautifully. Well, now I'm going to make the observation that if you had a verse from the verse for the day for two years, 365 times two, uh, as going to do the sums for me, you had a whole lot of verses for the day, but one of them really spoke to you. Yes. And I guess that's what we've often thought about is the times when God actually speaks. He takes some thought, some verse, some word, and it sort of comes alive for us. And so as people read the word of God, you say, keep your heart open and see what God is actually saying to yes. you out of all the different things that you're hearing. Yes. Like so often we hear people, ministers and pastors say, oh, God told me this or God told me that. And um, you think to yourself, well, what connection has he got with God? You know, and, uh, and what am I missing out or what, you know, or do I want to have, be associated with that sort of thing? But when God wants to speak to you and show you something, you have to be open to listen to it. And I was very open. I was ready to listen to it. But uh, if I had have um, doubted God in any way about it, it probably wouldn't have happened. And the results have been astounding. Super astounding. Beautifully. What a beautiful relationship. What a beautiful time. Well, friends, thank you for letting us introduce uh, Frank Clissold to you. And if you go to the show notes, there were two newspaper articles about Frank. One about you being a lightning survivor and... Guy's going to have that on the on the show notes. Yep. And then there's another newspaper article that followed up two years later. <laughs> they were going to do a follow-up story not long before Frank actually got the healing. And he said, I won't let you run the second story unless you allow me to share that God has done a miracle in my life. And the paper printed it. They actually put it yes. out there. Page one and page three. So those things are going to be on the show notes. So you can follow this up and see for yourself that this, that this guy is real, but you've now heard his voice. 
And, and I just see him as an example of, of an ordinary person who could have been any one of us. But when God spoke, for, for whatever reason, he grabbed a hold of it. Maybe he was just one of those stubborn old coots that does that sort of thing. And the word for us might be grab a hold of God's word. If God is knocking on your heart and trying to show you something, that your marriage could be restored, that things that, that there can be forgiveness, that there can be grace in your situation, or there can be hope in your situation. Let God say that to you. Don't don't shrug it off and ignore it. You know. Mm. And my takeaway, I think, is that uh, you know you may be in the midst of a storm. Excuse the excuse the pun, yeah. but but in life, but. Um, you know, hang in there, hold, keep going, yes. because the story's not over. Yes. The, and God is able to uh, do anything. He is in control, mm. he is sovereign, and he has the power to restore and to heal. So don't give up in the midst of the storm, yeah. because mm. there'll come a time when you're at the end of the storm, when it's in the past, yes. and you wouldn't want to have missed out on uh, on what the Lord has done through through it. In those two years, how many people would have seen you, Frank, and thought, oh, the poor old fella, he's going to be like that for the rest of his life. And poor Ruth, she's got to put up with that. That They would have assumed it was the end of the story. But mm. it, I love the way you put that out. Yeah, it, it's not mm. the end of the story. Great. Mm. Mm. God can open up. But there could be a whole new future. Don't, don't, don't write yourself off. Mm. Yeah. Well, Frank, thank you so much for taking your time to uh, come out and do this show with us. And uh, men, I hope this has been a huge blessing to you. This is this is a, a new one for me, and uh, uh, it's been a real privilege to have you on the show. So thanks for coming along. Frank, you are a most rare individual, uh, and yet you're, you're a larrikin. You tell jokes and you, you fuss around like anyone else. We've enjoyed just getting to know you. And uh, thank you that you are an example to us that... that that God can pick someone up and do stuff mm. if you'll just stay open to him. So just really appreciate that. Mm. So, men, uh, thank you so much for, for listening, for staying with us. Uh, do go over to the show notes and you'll find uh, more detail on uh, Frank's story as well as some photographs of, of Frank and those news articles. So uh, do go along there and send us your comments. Tell us what it is that you have learned from hearing Frank's story and we'll pass those comments on to him. So that's over at realmen247.org. Don't forget to uh, follow us on, on social media and, uh, and meet us over there. So it's goodbye for me. Yeah, thanks for your company, everybody. Thank God you bless very you. Much. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast at www.realmen247.org.